Welcome to the Business of Agriculture podcast, where we discuss issues impacting the industry of food, fuel, fiber, and farming. It's the industry we know and love. It's the Business of Agriculture. I'm your host, Damian Mason, bringing you insights and information you can apply or at least contemplate when you're out there in your role in this industry that we love, the Business of Agriculture. I got great guests today. Today, I am joined by Rick Myrup and Kent Harris. They are marketing and salespeople with the Climate Corporation. Climate Corporation is an independent subsidiary now owned by Bayer, was bought by Monsanto about five years ago. And as you well know, Monsanto was purchased by Bayer. This is a technology company. This is a company that's going to change farming. But then we all know that the entire food production system is being changed by technology. That's why I thought this would be so interesting, because we're talking about technology, we're talking about uh, the weather, and we're talking about your business. Welcome to the show, Rick and Kent. Damien, glad to be here. Excited. Thanks, Damien. I appreciate you guys being on here. All right, what do you do? Starting with Rick, put the microphone a little closer to your face, please, Rick. Rick, what does Climate Corporation do? So the Climate Corporation is here to help folks in agriculture to better utilize their data so that we can apply data science to those uh, those collected data points and ultimately understand how we can make better decisions, improve productivity, and increase profitability for producers in, uh, in row crops all over the globe. All right. So the word climate, now I don't know about the person listening to this, probably is the same as me. First time I saw it, I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, climate change, climate, global warming. What are we going down here? Is this some feel-good PR move that the big chemical companies are getting into so that way the tree huggers leave us alone, that they think we care about changing the climate or preventing changing the climate? Why, 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 what's that? What's, what's the deal? Why, why is it called climate? You just talked about data and technology. I didn't hear anything about the weather or the climate. Well, you know, the Climate Corporation started up um, as a startup out of the, uh, the West Coast, out of San Francisco. And its original inclination was really around weather insurance for events. So it was really looking at predicting whether there was going to be rain or inclement weather for golf events, weddings, things such as this. And over time, what they did was they really pivoted and saw that there was an opportunity in agriculture to better understand and utilize big data in accordance with weather to be able to help producers understand their operations and make better decisions. All right. I want to put the mic over here with Kent now because he's on the sales side and he'll willingly admit that he is not Mr. Technology. This is not you're you're not the person that sits there and does uh, algorithms and analogs, right? This is not your thing, but you're, you've got to, you're tasked with selling this. So what do you do? That's right. But here's the good news. You don't have to be a techie in order to use FieldView. We know that for farmers, we've got to make this really easy for folks to use. So we concentrate on making that user interface as seamless as possible because we know that there's not a lot of farmers that really want to become West Coast San Francisco techies as well. So our job is to help farmers with an organization, to help them get all their data in one spot from every pass in the field. We're making great progress in being able to do that. All right, when you talk about data, here's the thing. I, I want to make sure that, that the person listening to this fully gets, because I believe that technology, obviously, is going to continue to impact this industry, and, and you two believe that as well. Data, what are we talking about? Okay, we're talking about their tax returns? Are we talking about how much diesel they use? Are we talking about how uh, many trips they make through the field? Tell me what data we're gathering and then how it works. The short answer to that is yes. 
data in agriculture is growing exponentially. Uh, we'll collect more data over the next year than we did over probably the past 20. And the reason for that is we're putting more sensors out in the marketplace. We have more data collection mechanisms. Cost of storage is coming down. The cost of transferring that information is coming down. What we're doing is we're essentially creating a, a huge surplus of information and data in agriculture, which is creating new problems for producers because, you know, the, I don't talk to a lot of farmers that all of a sudden have more time on their hands to go through more data. So we're needing to develop more tools like Kent was talking about that allow farmers, that allow their trusted advisors to simply analyze, process through that information and understand what the implication is. Because the, the challenge with data is data on its own is worthless. It's data that allows me to draw insight that helps me to make decisions that, that ultimately provides the producer with additional value. Right. Data doesn't do anything on its own. It's the old thing. It's just you can extrapolate it to just about anything. You know, all right, uh, we paid $10 million to get this quarterback. Well, putting $10 million out on the field didn't do anything. You need the execution that the quarterback brings from the $10 million. So I spend this money. I sign on with Climate uh, Corporation with you guys, and I start using this. So what are the, how do we collect the data? And, and again, what's the first amount of data we collect? Kent. Hey, let's start with uh, with planting and harvest data. We think that's the uh, the lowest hanging fruit for a grower. So we want to seamlessly and and stream into the cloud and into our field view product uh, data from both planting and harvest. So and that like that's folks, the, the seed population. It's the seed variety. It's the day we planted it. It's the soil conditions. Is that what we're talking about? It is all that. Uh, and we can overlay weather with that. Uh, you know, that's kind of the roots of uh, Climate Corporation, and it's probably one of the biggest variables that uh, that we all deal with in agriculture. So, you know, trying to solve that yield equation, we start with, uh, with genetics, uh, and then we also have to go all the way through management. So we like to start with a planting and harvest layer uh, so that we can actually make sense and know which hybrids or varieties perform the best in in every field and every soil type and every environment and then everybody can take a next step after that we like to try to get everybody to that first and then then we can start doing as applied mapping spatial mapping for any application through the so field. i'm thinking here kent that uh you know 30 40 years ago uh maybe maybe longer you had your little your little tablet that had a decal logo on it that the the dealer the local dealer gave you and you kept it in the glove box of your truck and then you wrote on there uh april 30th 80 acres planted the meyer farm was sunny in 68 may 3rd planted the 40 acre patch over there at the the smith farm uh here's the weather so you wrote that down in your decal notepad and then you went back and looked at it and by the way i'd probably still do things that way because i'm a little bit old-fashioned now we're doing that all with your interface how do i collect all that or where do i enter it if i'm a customer you know, we have a uh, we have a device called the FieldView Drive, which is a Bluetooth device that you can plug into the CAN diagnostic port on your tractor, on your combine. The and what, what that does? Wait, wait, wait! The I'm, I'm throwing all kinds of terms the, out at you the here. The right? CAN diagnostic report on the track. Wait a minute! I'm out here with a John Deere 4020. You just went over my head, Rick. Help me out. Let's simplify this here. You take this uh, this FieldView Drive, you plug it into the tractor or the combine, and what it does is it's a listening device. And then it connects via Bluetooth to an iPad you keep in the cab, and it will visualize what's happening on the planter, what's happening on the spray application, what's happening at harvest, and you can see your yield. The neat thing about that is it's all real-time visualization. So if I'm harvesting, I can actually pull up my planting layer, and I can split-screen that where I can see what the populations I planted at or the hybrids that I planted at the same time it's creating a yield map so that I can understand performance in real time, which is really valuable when you think about the, uh, the timing of seed purchases 
and really being able to apply some data analytics as you think about uh, which hybrids and which treatments you want to use for the, the next season. Got it. Okay. So you explained it now that uh, I'm not having to walk out there with my laptop and type in all this crap. So it's looking at plant population. Uh, it's looking at the hybrid information that you enter into the field view drive. Depending on what your setup is, it may be taking in elevation, slope. Now I'm, now I'm going to have to enter that. I'm going to have to type in somewhere or enter that I put in uh, uh, DeKalb, uh, you know, DK743-B, right? Well, you, you may have to do that. We're actually releasing some new technology this year that's going to allow you to scan certain bag tags and it will upload that into the system so you don't have to manually key that in now what you will have to do is when you get to the field you'll have to select the hybrid that you want from a list but it can be a pre-populated list so you don't have to sit there and fat finger it as you're going through the field okay now if you happen to be can't know this i mean it's a sales question all right i'm interested in buying this climate pro uh, program i'm going to do this because i think it'll improve my efficiency and as uh, rick pointed out it not only collects the data it helps us now apply the data to make me more efficient but i'm not going to plant the cow out there even though this is all owned by your company, I'm going to plant the competition. I'm going to go out here and throw in some agri-gold or maybe a little uh, bag of Pioneer. Can I still use your system with other hybrids? You bet. We're an independent system. In fact, we'd encourage uh, all farmers. What we've, uh, what we've noticed is that uh, over half the farmers run in-field trials with FieldView, so they're doing their own comparison. And now it's even more accurate. In the old days, you, you jotted down in your glove box uh, notepad that over in this field, you stuck in Pioneer, and on this field over here, you stuck in DeKalb. And now it's even more accurate because side by side, same agronomic practices, same soil type, we can say, here's what yielded. Farmers know their fields the best. Uh, with their advisors, if they so choose to involve other people, there's ways to do that. They can make decisions on their farm with their practices. Okay. Rick, you got something to say on that point. Well, you think about it, and Ken talked about the, the side-by-side testing. Farmers test side-by-sides all the time, right? We're, we're naturally testers in the industry because we want to know what the next best thing is. We want to make the right decision. Field plots are still popular, and they've been popular since the, since the time I can remember. Out there with all the signs and the side-by-side comparisons. Now, here's the problem, right, is, is what do you do with all that data? How do I assimilate that? How do I make a decision on that? What I can tell you is this, is nearly 50% of FieldView users that collect data run a split plant trial on their operation. And what's fascinating about that is, and what most people don't know, is when you quantify some of this stuff, it gets really interesting. Um, the majority of those are comparing two different brands, and on average, the bushel per acre difference in corn hybrids and split plant trials in FieldView is around eight bushels. So there's a significant profitability potential difference um, across those acres, and this is why farmers are testing, and this is the value of capturing the data, is now I can quantify what the actual difference is versus having a gut feel or looking at the grain ticket. I've got the ability to look at the productivity of each individual hybrid in different yield environments and make more educated decisions. Okay, you just used an example of eight bushels. Let's just say that using your system helps me grab eight more bushels, uh, which is significant, okay? Let's call it three bucks and 50 cents. So that's, uh, what, 24 and then uh, about $28, right? Okay, so I'm getting about $28 more because of you. I wouldn't say you're getting 28 more because of us. I'm saying you're getting 28 more because you're using analytics to make better decisions and help you understand the best choices for your farm. Let's talk about return on investment. Kent, you're the sales guy. Rick over here keeps going down the data thing, and I love his point about data. I want to use the data. I want to analyze the data. Now let's talk about dollars and cents because you've got to sell this to me. 
can I make the 28 bucks back? Can I make 20 bucks back? What what am I paying for cl- to, to become a user of Climate Corporation's product? I'd like to add in <clears throat> to what Rick was saying also that it's not just a seed comparison product, right? Any input, whether it's seed treatment, whether it's starter fertilizer, whether it's nitrogen programs, whether it's uh, fungicides. And or by nitrogen programs, let's say I'm a cranberry grower in Massachusetts. I always say that on this podcast. Let's say I'm a, a beef producer rancher out in the hills of uh, western Wyoming, and I don't know really what, much about growing corn, which uh, obviously we grow 90 million acres of corn here in the United States, so it's a pretty big product for us. But what do you say a nitrogen program? Because some folks might say, what's that mean, a nitrogen program? Well, a typical nitrogen program in corn, you know, whether you're going to compare putting everything down in the fall for your total crops needs or whether you're going to split it in the spring and whether you want to do that last pass uh, in a split applied situation and- so that you, you can really get nitrogen to that corn plant when it needs it the most. And we also, because, dear listener, uh, you're saying, what's he even talking about? Well, remember, we do spend money on fertilizer to create these these copious amounts of uh, crops that we produce, particularly in the Plain States and the Midwest, where so much of the real cropping happens. There, Nitrogen is an expense, and also there's the environmental awareness that we've got phosphorus and phosphates in the water and how we're keeping nitrates out of the water. There are stabilizers that we also can put with these products that make them sort of uh, help me out here. They bind uh, to the soil a little better and they sit there. It sort of gives them um, uh, some longevity in the soil, right? And just application timing, getting the, the right amount in the right place at the right time in the right form of nitrogen can really help environmentally and actually increase utilization of nitrogen and be much more efficient. That way we don't have to buy extra nitrogen for that corn crop. We can be much more efficient about doing so, it. So Kent, I was asking you then to explain how it works and you talked about from the inputs and then you're going to take me to the next thing where else does the climate data analysis and application come beyond inputs beyond going out there and doing the the herbicide and the fungicide and the fertilizer and the seed and the temperature and the day of planting now what actually since i'm a sales guy i'd like to get back to the original question that i took you away from on Hey, how do you get a return on investment? What's it cost to get set up for? I like, so I, like gonna, when he, I like when a salesperson realizes the real objective here is to sell stuff. So yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> want to avoid that question. And actually, we've uh, you know through our experience over the last five years, have realized hey, it takes a little while for our customers to understand the value of FieldView getting data in. So we actually offer a one year free trial so that everybody can get all their planting and harvest data in. They can take a look at analyzing all that information. Uh, They can even start setting up their spray equipment, their dry application equipment, their manure equipment, manure application if they want to. Uh, They can really start taking a look and then literally uh, when they renew after 365 days, it's a one year free trial that would be more than happy to send anybody up with. Uh, It's only a $999 charge after that. So really a low cost entry. Okay, if I farm 500 acres or if I farm 5,000 acres, is it still the same $999? It actually is. Okay, so there is a, this again points to, there are some economies of scale. The bigger you are, the less you're spending per acre on Climate Corporation. It's an operational subscription um, for FieldView Plus, which is one of our main products. FieldView Plus. Okay, since that's your main product, who uses this? And real quickly, now I want to be a customer. So tell me here, I'm going to sign up for FieldView Plus. Now now walk me through the system. 
Rick comes out and, and says, and uh, you know, we're going to set you up, and then or you set me up, and he comes out and helps me set it up. What happens? Yep. You can go to climate.com and set up. You can go to your local uh, dealer, whether that be a seed dealer or fertilizer dealer that you've got an established relationship with, and sign up. Or, um, or hey, we're always here. Uh, there's an 800 number on the website that you can call, and uh, we have actually a field staff that will come out boots on the ground to help farmers. So if you help us help you, we will get somebody to your farm, help you import data, help you get equipment set up. Uh, so it's a heck of an opportunity for somebody to, uh, to get on board and understand the value. Yeah, and as part of that, uh, that free offer that we, we put out there for new customers, you also get a FieldView Drive starter kit which is the the listening device that we talked about before. Okay, here's my thing. There's a tremendous amount of data, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody you deal with, uh, while they, they won't admit they compete with their neighbor, because they really don't, it's a global marketplace, but they also worry a little bit about sharing of information. And obviously with all these breaches at uh, Facebook and the social media companies where now all of a sudden, which is interesting, it's like, what the hell are they really sharing? You've gone on there and told everybody you took pictures of your hernia surgery, for God's sake. So what are you really worried about the world seeing a picture of? But what happens to this data once it's in the in the system? What, what happens then? You know, data privacy is, is hugely important, right? Um, we hear that all the time from our customers, from our partners. And we take a strong stance on it. We, we believe that the data is the property of the farmer and that they should have control over that information. Um, if a farmer wants to exit the system at any time, we'll allow for that. We'll help them to get their data out of the system if they'd like it, and we will remove that entirely from our system. And if Amazon came to you and gave you a billion dollars because they just took it from Washington, D.C. for their expansion, then they say, we want to buy this thing. Would you kind of quietly, discreetly, just maybe like not let anybody know that you sold it for a billion dollars and maybe like their data, this boom, there it goes? You know, it's, it's pretty unlikely that Bayer does anything quietly um, <laughs> that, that people don't see like that. And, and here's the thing, you know, we understand our marketplace, we understand digital, and we understand that trust is a key factor in, in any relationship where you're asking somebody to share data for something so sensitive as agriculture. This is people's livelihoods, right? Well, well considering you've also, got, you've, you've also got a pretty limited customer base, it's uh, my impression that um, you piss off too many of these people, uh, there's going to be a competitor right around the corner, because what are you really looking at? A few hundred thousand people are your target potential market. That's right, and they're the same folks tomorrow as they are today. So it's, uh, I'd even take it one step further, Damien. Um, you know, we probably should have started with this, but farmers, since, you know, they own their data, they also control who sees it and what they see. And we've built flexibility into field view so that a grower can share a field, a farm, an operation, and choose what data and who he wants to share with. So if he, if he has an agronomist that he's consulting with and wants to share information, he can. If he has a farm manager who wants to share information, he can. If he has a landlord that he wants to share information with, he can, and he can pick what kind of information. Right. With yield, without yield, he can choose what he wants to share with who. He controls that completely. Or she, by or the she. way, or she, yes. And I would also point out that... Uh, we all have a pretty big view of where the business of agriculture goes. Uh, the future operator is obviously going to, have to be a business person, is going to have to utilize technology, is going to have to manage money, and less and less is going to be the person out there, as I always say, uh, you know, jacking around with uh, putting new tires on the field cultivator. You're going to really need to lo- look at uh, how you take these systems and how you utilize them and make yourself more profitable. But you talked about sharing. 
you're also going to be talking about sharing this with uh, some of your your your, oper- your your partners, the agronomist, the the landlord. You know, it's not uncommon that we're going to see people that are farming 600 acres owned by an investor, and that investor owner is going to say, "All right, let's sit down here now, and Mr. and Mrs. Farmer, and tell me what we got." Well, one of the most painful things in ag today is the amount of different systems. And their unwillingness to speak to each other, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing more frustrating yeah, than compatibility. Really, compatibility is a killer, right? Data in one place is what we hear from our customers all the time, and that's one of the things they love about FieldView. Is we work really hard through partner relationships through the FieldView Drive to be able to bring data in from different sources because it really is becomes actionable when I can start to look at it in the exact same system, right? And I can start to see those things side by side. We talked a little bit ago about the number of customers. What's the real number? Okay, corn farmers can use FieldView by Climate Corporation. Soybean and corn tends to always go together. We all know that because we're from the Midwest. That's the crop rotation. Who else can use Climate Corporation's products? Yeah, right now we've uh, we've got some betas that we're running in cotton. Um, we've got alfalfa, canola, as we're looking at the uh, the northern markets as well. Um, and then we continue to look globally at, uh, at things like wheat and expanding out into other large production crops. Okay, so right now it's really a corn and soybean farmer's product. And cotton and rice in the south. Okay, so cotton and rice in the south. So that, and wheat in the west. Okay, so it, it's, it's got some reach, but we still are only talking about a few hundred thousand potential customers. What does success look like? Does success look like you get all of them? You know, of them? It's, uh, it's challenging to say in any digital environment. It's not likely that everyone is on one system. Uh, even somebody like Google that is uh, such a market leader in terms of search, um, they still don't have 100% of the market. And I, I wouldn't anticipate in agriculture that any one digital provider is, is going to you know, get anywhere near 100% of the market. What you want to do is you want to get to a, a critical mass where you've got enough folks using the system that you're able to, to leverage the, the power of big data and analytics so that you can help those users to understand their operations. Because really, this is just the first step, right? Data collection is step one on a much longer journey. Um, and we're starting to develop some science-based technologies that help farmers to understand the environment that they're producing in, their fields, for example, and then helps to match up with them the right genetic and biotechnology package that would uh, would be most productive on their particular growing environment. So that's really the next step beyond this is how do we understand crop production to a greater degree to help producers to make more profitable decisions in terms of planning for the next year. Which brings me, thank you, Rick, right up to the next thing. All right, hand it over to Kent. The future. You've been around a couple of days. You're almost my age, right? Where where does this go? Where where what's the next thing? You know, ten years ago, if we'd have said, "Do you realize that Monsanto is first off going to get bought by Bayer?" But before they do that, they're going to go and buy a tech company from San Francisco that does this crazy thing about tracking all your data. What do you see? Well, you know, if you look out, Damien, um, out into the future, if we're successful in helping farmers analyze the data that they're producing on their farm. I think FieldView can help enable and actually facilitate a lot of different things. Uh, The machine learning, we can get better at placing hybrids in the right field in the right year. We can get better even in our production planning internally for those hybrids. If we know which hybrids are going to perform in what fields the best, there's a lot of efficiencies that can be gained so farmers can have access to the best genetics every year. Um, You know, today, as we test uh, hybrids, as they get out of our um, out of our development pipeline and get into commercial, we're getting a lot better at being able to 
uh, determine which hybrids are going to perform, but it still takes some of that practical experience. Um, so I think, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of data analytics helping um, farmers be more efficient with their inputs and make better decisions. And it's just literally if we can get the data in somebody's account, then we can help them analyze it. Rick, the future. Give me give me a thought here. Where where, where does it go? What happens? What uh, what 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 do you go, what what changes next? Well, Ken touched on it. I, I think we're headed towards a place where we're using data to make every decision. You know, oftentimes folks, a uh, number not, of sports we're not, fans, we're not out going there. with our gut. We're not going to just say I got this hunch. Now you still you still do have to play the weather, and you still do have to have a little bit of experience because you can say, well, I know the data might think this. But I have been through this a couple of times. Well, there's there's some nuance to that, right? Data-driven decisions doesn't mean the machine is deciding with with impunity, right? What that means is that I, as someone that knows my ground and has been farming it for 30, 40 years, have the ability to see the information and ultimately make a more educated decision. Kent talked about seed and placing hybrids, placing varieties. That stuff is coming. Um, there's going to be more around agronomic practices, around potential fungicide applications, around fertility programs. Data is going to drive and educate every decision that we make in agriculture. And that's where the next big jump in, in yield is going to come from. You know, we're going to continue to advance genetics. We're going to continue to advance chemistries out there, agronomic practices. But it's going to come from our ability to better understand growing environments and how we put all the variables that go into producing a crop together for an optimal output that is really going to change ag over the next 10 to 15 years. And, you know, one thing we haven't talked about is sensors are going to change this, too. Um, the, the think, about, think about farm equipment today versus Sen- 20 sens- years ago. Sensors. All right. Go ahead. You know, well, you think about farm equipment today. I want you to yes. think about your planter, right? Okay. Your, uh, your, your corn planter technically, today. Technically, I don't have one, but a lot but, of our listeners do, uh, right? Many, many of the listeners yes, do. I'll, right. I'll project out the pla- to them. The planter today versus the planter of uh, a few decades ago. It, it is vastly different in terms of the amount of technology, the amount of things that that planter measures, and the cost of producing sensors, electronics, committing that in, or moving that information around on the planter is declining at an exponential rate. And we will just continue to add more and more and more sensors to all of those machines that are making passes through the field, collect more and more data. Spying devices. I wouldn't call, call them, them spying sensors. devices. Spying devices. Big I, brother sitting on my planter now. Okay. Well, I've, as a farmer, I've got control of who sees that information. <laughs> so it helps me to educate myself on what the best decisions are, to share that information with those that, that I trust on my operation. And that's what's really going to change for us over the next 10 to 20 years is we're going to be able to collect more information. We're going to be able to process through that information and ultimately make better decisions based on things that we don't even consider today. Yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, you know, technology, I've, I've always been of the opinion that we use technology when it makes our life uh, easier and our business more uh, more efficient or more profitable. Uh, there's been some things that came out that maybe were uh, neat ideas, but the application was not always there or the return on investment wasn't always there. We're seeing a real return on the investment in Climate Corporation's field view, right? Absolutely. I, I talk to farmers on an everyday basis that talk about how they realize that this fungicide application that they did paid X dollars because they left a check strip and they were able to measure that and quantify it. What you hear people talk about is the ability to actually quantify it and understand it versus going with their gut. Well, here's the thing. Humans, and I say this all the time, and we're going to hand this over to Kent because he's more of the sales mind and he knows this. Humans make emotional decisions, then back it up with data and facts. (laughs) And that's the truth. So right now you're pushing facts, data, facts, data, facts, data. 
What's the emotional tie that makes somebody realize they need your product? Well, it's really interesting, Damon. And when we talk to customers, everybody finds their own value in FieldView because for one guy, it may be in a planning operation or a hybrid selection. Another guy, it might be it might be in a starter program. Another guy might be in fungicides or insecticides, or it might even be in a tillage practice that, that he starts to notice some differences in his operation. So, or she, or, or she, farm hers that listen to this she, podcast. Yes. Yeah, or absolutely. Right. Um it's uh, it's really interesting though as we talk to our customers and we and they tell us where they're finding the value and the return on investment. Um, I really like the uh, the healthcare industry analogy when you think about you know you're you're kind of all about talking about data here and and that's a really key part because we really do think that that it'll help make better decisions. But just like the health industry is trying to put data. And, and health records in one place so that they can actually have machine learning tell them. But right. it's still, the diagnosis is always better with the doctor and the data. And our industries are a lot more similar than people think they are uh, in a lot of ways because it will be the data that a farmer generates on his farm and his information that will make the decision. It's an aided decision. The two together make better decisions than either one separately. There you go. The doctor and the data, and so now you're saying it's the farm operator and the data, uh, and we still might... How do we keep away from emotional decisions? I guess the, this is the best part, is that the data is in front of you, and you're still going to make a, an emotional decision? It can still happen, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but maybe we only do that. We get what forty seasons. Most uh, most farmers say we, you know, we get forty seasons. Maybe they they can move off that decision in a year and not five years. So you're still uh, being able to analyze what are those decisions that you're making. So it helps people make better decisions. I've been talking to Rick Myrup and Kent Harris. They are in the sales and marketing department of Climate Corporation, as I said, an independent subsidiary owned by Bayer, now formerly owned by Monsanto. But as you know, Monsanto is owned by Bayer. Uh, it's technology. It's, it's the future of agriculture. And that's what we talk about a lot of times here on the business of agriculture. Closing thoughts, Rick. Hey, you know, what I'd say to farmers out there, if they're thinking about technology, know that it can be overwhelming. It's really simple to get started. Reach out to your dealer, visit climate.com, um, sign up for our Try It Before You Buy It offer. You can try it for a year for free. Like I said, we'll ship you the field view drive. We've got activation specialists in the countryside that'll come out to the farm, help you get set up. Um, you're going to want to start collecting data. Even if, uh, even if you're not sure how you're going to make decisions with it today, um, you're going to want to start to digitize the farm. You're going to want to start to bring that information into a system that allows you to keep that, to analyze that. Because as you think about the future, uh, we're not too far from a future where virtually every decision is going to be educated by data, and there'll still be emotion in it, but it's going to be a well-educated emotional decision. Well-educated emotional decision. I like that. A well-educated emotional decision, which still means it's an emotional decision, but at least you, by God, had the data. Kent, back to you for your closing thoughts, but here's where I want to close. I'm going to give you what your closing thought has to be. Because you guys have been tremendous clients of mine, and you're hiring me to, to speak here today, which I appreciate, I'm going to let you tell me this. We know that you're not the only game in town. Is there a com- There's a competitor, right? Oh, there's a couple hundred competitors. Okay, there's a couple hundred competitors. But what do you bring that's unique to that? Because there's a couple hundred of everything, and I think that we must always realize there's a couple hundred uh, options for everybody because eventually everything becomes commoditized. You know, whether we're talking about herbicide or, or what I do for a living, which is speaking at corporate events, there's always going to be uh, someone else that says, well, you could use this, and this is just as good. 
You bet. We think field views for the masses. So we want to make it easy for people. Uh, so I'd encourage folks, just get started. Don't be intimidated by it. And hey, when we help you get set up, you can't break it. Just play with it. It's, uh, it's software. It's data. And, and a lot of people don't know where to start. Uh, so just kind of jump in and don't be intimidated by that. But what we try to do is get all that data in there so you don't have to manually enter it. It's easy. It automatically flows through the field view drive and the equipment. Uh, we're colorblind, doesn't matter what color of equipment you've got. Uh, so we can handle most of those kind of combinations and make it easy for you to get started by getting data into your account. You know, I actually, I like that, Kent, because what you just said, you can't break it start now because if and i'm not an early adopter when it comes to technology so i'd be a little intimidated say, ah maybe not this year oh boy i'd find reasons to put it off myself because i'm about a middle of the curve kind of an adopter i'm not the i didn't have the first video games and i didn't have the first mac computer i didn't have a lot of that but you got a good point there the future's here we know we've got to be efficient with our inputs the capital inputs in this business are outlandishly big so the better we get uh, the information dialed in so we can make our well-educated emotional decisions. Rick, closing out. Well, you think about today's ag economy, right? Margins are tight. Uh, we're, we're having to evaluate every decision we're making. It makes all the sense in the world to have a system, whether it's FieldView or it's another system, where farmers are capturing their information and they're evaluating every choice that they're making because ultimately every one of those choices has an input, uh, an impact on how profitable at the end of the year. And we know that uh, all producers out there are really looking at sustaining that operation, uh, growing that, and being able to pass that on to, uh, to the next generation. Rick Myrup and Kent Harris have been my guests. Thank you guys for being here. Appreciate the time. Thank you, Damon. All right. Till next time, you're listening to the Business of Agriculture podcast.